Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most are preparing your home for resale and tips that, that you can use for that process. Uh, with this helpful discussion, I am joined today once again in our second of a three-part episode um, by Lindsay Williams, broker owner at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Touchdown Home Pros Realty in Morgantown, West Virginia, and as well as Cody Sustakoski, residential loan originator in First United's mortgage area. Good morning again, both of you. How are you today? Good. Thank Doing you. well. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining me again today. So we're 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 halfway through this uh, this three part series. We're talking about a topic that is is uh, important right now. A lot of people are thinking about uh, either home improvement as they head into the spring season, or they're thinking about prepping their home for sale, or they're looking at moving, or or they're maybe they're they're you know they're actively in the in the in the housing market right now. But if someone is preparing their home for resale, um, one of the things we, we kind of touched on a little bit last week um, with uh, some of the, the, the do's and don'ts of, of uh, getting value in your home. But when you're prepping for, for resale, uh, Lindsay, talk to us a little bit about that process and uh, kind of your best practices that you recommend to your clients. So Eric, a huge part of our industry my team and and I promote is education of our buyers and our sellers. We want to make sure that they know what to expect and how this should work or is going to work. So when we are looking at helping someone resell their house, don't wait till 24 hours before you hope the sign goes into the yard. Mm -hmm. Let us be aware and discuss this with you. We talk a lot, and I think I mentioned in the first one, we we like to say we're the community ambassadors. We're the forever brand, the forever agency, the forever realtor who's going to be with you through all stages of life. So, you know, it's kind of funny. Everyone has a dentist. They go to a dentist, and everyone has a primary care physician. Most people have a tax accountant. Mm-hmm. They have a an attorney. Hopefully not, but a lot of people have attorneys, right? Um, But they have all these professionals at their disposal. And turns out real estate's going to be the most money they ever spend. And they like haphazard, willy-nilly, just run out and find themselves a realtor. Mm -hmm. That's absurd. Build that relationship. If you are looking at putting your house on the market and you think right now in March of 2020, hey, I think maybe I'm going to put my house on the market in the fall, Let's go ahead and talk to Lindsay or someone on her team or whoever my realtor is. Let's go ahead and talk to that person and see what we need to do to be making those steps in the right direction. What do they see in the house that we need to take care of or we need to address? Um, and a lot of times realtors haven't been back in your house since the final walkthrough. Right. You know, if we're cultivating that relationship like we should be, we should be there the day you close. And the day you're ready to resell, we want our sign to be the one going back up in your yard. So 
call us between the two days, you know, just check in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we want to call you. Don't think it's weird. My team reaches out to our clients, you know, hey, I saw this. It made me think of you. Remember when we were showing houses and there was the whatever we found some, you know, we could all write a book on real estate and showing houses. (laughs) But let us come in and look at that. What do you need to do? to get your house ready for resale. And some of what we touched on in the first episode is that what HGTV tells you is potentially not really what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So we have checklists of things that we find buyers look for that a lot of times are those deferred maintenance issues or just cleaning things. And don't be offended when someone in my team comes in and is like, you need to clean. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you <right>? are filthy. <laughs> so your house is really not so bad, but when was the last time you wiped your baseboards off? Right. Mm-hmm. Most people don't do it. Or when did you clean on top of your refrigerator? Why would a buyer look on top of your refrigerator? They do. It's weird. Like they're opening every cabinet, every closet. Getting your house ready for resale doesn't mean shoving all the stuff under the bed and in the closets. That stuff falls out as soon as you open the door. So just having those checklists of things that we find people notice or they talk about, knocking down the cobwebs, Cody's tall, I'm tall. No one wants to walk down in a basement and walk through cobwebs between the things, and that happens all the time. I'm always the one who gets those. Um, (laughs) But... You know, let us walk through with you and be on the same page with a timeline. We can educate you on what the market's doing, what to expect in the market, what we think is going to be on trend moving forward in the market. Um, Because, you know, West Virginia especially is different than most of the country. We tend to, I don't want to say we're super recession proof, but we're recession delayed Let's say that we know it's coming. Everyone in the country says it's coming and two years later it hits us. So there's things like that that we know. And whether it's southwestern Pennsylvania, Maryland, we are educated around our surroundings so we can help with that. Cool. Does that um, how does that process work for clients uh, that call you, whether they're moving in state Mm -hmm. down the road or across country does does that change or can you help people kind of regardless of where they go we can help no matter what i mean Mm -hmm. looking at that relationship and building that relationship we want to be the person that you call and you say i'm so excited we've decided we're moving to georgia well that's wonderful i'm so excited for you but we're going to miss you being here What can we help you with? Do you have a realtor already in Georgia? Let us do that legwork. We've already worked with you. We know how you like to work. We know your personality type. Mm -hmm. I know by talking to someone for a few minutes, which one of my team members is going to be the best option to help this this person. So let us go ahead and make those calls to the realtor in Georgia Mm -hmm. and get you set up with that. A lot of times they're more... Realtors, as a general rule, sometimes tend to be more proactive when there's that hand-to-hand relationship, that passing of the client. So you can tell them, you know, he's really tall, so don't take him into anything that's like got a six-foot finished attic, you know, that's not going to work. But just things like that. To give some of those hints and, and how to work with people, it's a much better experience when you go to Georgia 
And you feel like you already know that person because right. it's a warm connection. It's not just, you know, haphazardly finding someone. Do we know everyone who works in Georgia, North Carolina, Florida, Texas? No. But, you know, whether or not we look in network with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, which were international, mm-hmm. you know, all over the place. You want to go to Germany? We got you. You want to go to um, Dubai? We got you. Mm-hmm. But we're also a member of the National Association of Realtors, and there's a million strong. There's a million of us. We connect. Um And we'd love to help put that in place and continue that relationship. Who knows when you end up coming back home? Right. Well, I think let's be honest. There's this additional sense of accountability when you receive a referral from somebody, Mm -hmm. um, be it local or not local. I mean, obviously, when any realtor in town sends me a referral, I'm just praying that we don't screw this up. Mm -hmm. Um, And and even when you're when you're sending it out, I mean, I I think there's just Mm -hmm. that sense of wanting to do better because you know somebody else is looking over your shoulder yeah right no doubt. Yeah. yeah i think there's a there's a general sense of of responsibility that people have but but that added pressure yes. of someone expects that i'm going to deliver that's a that's super important mm-hmm. um you you were also mentioning um i think that the the idea of having that that other set of eyes you know that um from a staging standpoint a lot of times people don't think about some of the things that you were pointing to, um, how often do you find that? Like we, we talk about it here at, at the, the bank when people just, just walk out and come in like a customer so you can experience what they experience so that you understand better what they're seeing, what they're feeling. Um, because we don't do that. We come in from a different door, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, if, if you're not walking in your own front door, when you're going to sell, you may not notice that that paint is chipped there and that rock right. is crock cracked there, or, mm-hmm. you know, the door is a little off kilter or something, something that someone else walking in the first time would notice. And that's right. their first impression. Well, and it's, it's not only that it's furniture placement. I mean, people like their furniture. My dad used to always say, you don't buy a house for the furniture you have. Stop talking about this bedroom suit you have, you know, <laughs> still have that. bedroom suit, <laughs> But, um, you know, it's hard when when people have their house that they love and they have this furniture, bedrooms especially, super big furniture. It makes the room look super small. So, you know, we walk through and it's like, let's rearrange this room. Twin beds for every room. Right, right. <laughs> and we're going to tell everyone they're king. We're going to take a picture with this fun lens. It's going to distort it. And it will look like a king size bed until people show up. <laughs> we don't use that. Um, but, you know, definitely don't get your feelings hurt. Right. We're trying to get you the most amount of money for the least amount of time. And if we do our job right, if we have you set up from the beginning and we have the resources in place, I mean, cleaning people, we know them. Junk callers, we know them. People who are just going to move everything down to the basement and then the other people that we know who will come and pick it up and take it away. (laughs) Like all of this stuff, we can help you decide, you know, when you say, I just really don't like this piece of furniture anymore. Okay, well, do you want to sell it? Or do you want to donate it? What do you think you could get if you sold it? What do you think your tax write-off would be? You know, so we're definitely not tax people, but we know that we do that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, let's figure out where, where is your best time spent with this asset? So 
putting us into that place where we can help with that and rearrange the pillows and change things. And, you know, most of my team right up front, we go into a house and it's like, this is a super awesome couch. Why do you have it on this wall? You know, (laughs) like we tend to put things in places that maybe block the walkway that would be a natural walkway, but that's the best way to have this most seating facing the TV. That's our culture, right? Right. So, you know, while we have the house on the market, while we're showing it, let's just rearrange this a little bit. Well, I don't want to do that because the carpet is going to have dents from where this couch is sat. Well, that's okay. You got ice cubes. I'll bring some. We just put some ice cubes in those dents, let it melt, and they pop back up. That's how that works. We have so many tricks. Uh, so that's good to know. <laughs> I was just trying to use the the vacuum. You know, you oh no, the, you just keep going over and over and over. Uh-huh. To try to I've used an iron before and it worked well. I yes. then you run the risk of burning, burning your carpet. <laughs> We have a different problem now. Ice (laughs) cubes, y'all. Ice cubes. Ice cubes. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, So, Cody, uh, so we talked about getting the realtor involved early. Uh, Does the same approach apply from a banking side of things? I mean, it absolutely does. It really depends on what you're, why are you selling? Mm -hmm. Are you upgrading? Are you moving? Um, Are you going to buy an RV and live on the road for the rest of your life? I mean, that's. Apparently the big thing. So, um, you know, it really depends. And it is a good idea because, you know, you got to realize your lender, when they when you bought the home, there's a list. There's a whole plethora of resources that they have at their disposal. You know, they have the appraisal from when you originally did that. So there might be some things where your your previous lender or your current lender can discuss with your realtor as far as, you know, maybe there's a few tweaks we can make on this house to make it you know, compliant with an FHA type loan um, to widen your buyer base. And it might be as simple as, hey, if, you know, if you add a handrail there, you know, you're, you're going to have potentially a whole bunch of different buyers that could come in with a three and a half percent down program. Um, or maybe there's no way we're going to get this house to being compliant there. So we need to have that conversation. Um, but, you know, I would I would say like Lindsay's talked, you know, it's a it's a forever relationship. Don't think that your lender is also just transactional. Um you know, yes, selfishly, I'd like for you to come back because I'd like to do your next loan. But at the same time, you know, we we you we helped you make the biggest purchase of your life uh, potentially, and you know, I, I want you to feel like you can come back and talk to me. And and like she said, even if you're moving out of state, you know, to help you find another lender, yeah, you know, can I can I lend in the full continental U.S.? Yes. Am I probably the best lender to work with if you're buying a house in California? No, because I don't know the market. I'm not I'm, right. I'm not specialized in that market. But can I help you as far as finding you somebody else or, again, peeking over your shoulder to hold that person accountable all day long? Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's very important to to get a lender involved, depending on what your plan is, to make sure that you're you're teeing yourself up. Excellent. All right. So I'll open it up now to, to either of you. Any final thoughts about preparing homes for, for resale? Is there any anything we've left on the table? Any other ice cube facts that we need to be aware of, ice Lindsay? Ice cube facts. Ice. <laughs> you know, people always talk about how amazing the spring market is and getting ready for the spring market. Here it is, March and whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to work with a team who knows about the market, what's happening with the market. Our spring market, per se, 2021, 
started like in December, the week mm-hmm. before Christmas. Mm-hmm. It has been absolutely crazy, not crazy bad, crazy kind of like, wow, is it March and April? Right. And there's a lot of, you know, I'm going to put my house on the market, but I think I'm going to wait till the spring. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no need to wait till the spring. It's spring. It's <laughs> January 10th. It's spring, you know? Mm-hmm. So talking to the person who knows what those goals are. And let's say I really want to, I'm doing new construction in South Carolina. That's wonderful. You're expecting it to be done by when? Well, with the market conditions the way they are, let's try to get on the market and get you into a place where you can piggyback on those closings. So you can Mm -hmm. close here and then close there. You don't want to move in time? Well, you know what? The market is such right now in Morgantown that that's fine. We can sell your house. Someone will pay for it and let you continue living there because there's nothing else for them to buy. Mm-hmm. Inventory is that low. <laughs> yep, right. So, you know, but you don't know that right? if you're not talking to a realtor who's doing this daily. You know, if you're not talking to someone who knows and you just assume it's like it was in 2018 when you bought, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So you want someone to advocate for you and help you with that timeline or, you know, employer layoffs, things like that. Is that going to affect the market? Realtors know we're, we're talking amongst ourselves. We're talking with community people and we don't have a crystal ball. Like we haven't figured that completely out yet, (laughs) but we definitely have our finger on the pulse of the community. So we know what we're expecting. Yeah. And sometimes we're pleasantly surprised when that doesn't happen. And sometimes we feel justified if it does you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. but definitely if you're not putting those people onto your experiences you're missing out with a huge part of life right you know right lean on the experts that you Mm -hmm. have at your disposal that's that's really good advice and do you think that has the pandemic influenced what you're talking about uh, more than normal is the the influx of people moving from out getting out of the city um, into to more rural areas? I mean, that's very. So many people are like, all the people are leaving DC and coming to Morgantown. Right. I mean, there are some people leaving DC and coming to Morgantown. They're not really leaving DC either. They still have their place there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but now they have their this home too. Right. So, and that's perfectly fine. We know that that's happening. We know that that exists. But at this moment. You know, I've been selling real estate for 19 years. Sometimes I think I can't be that old, but clearly I am. So I've been selling right out of college, 19 years in real estate. And as long as I've started, people are like, rates are never going to go this low again. (laughs) And now we joke, it's like, hey, Cody, I'm going to buy a house. What are you going to pay me to do it? Like, what interest are you going to give me to buy this house with your money? You know, rates are just so low. So I think what happened in 2020 is more so people are saying, we were stuck in our house and we had two dogs and a spouse and six kids most of the time because, you know, the cousins were here all the time because my sister and brother work out of the house. And like, this is too small. We need more house. Some people are overcompensating. Some people are buying way huger houses. Some people want a house with a pool because they didn't get to go to one last year. Mm -hmm. They didn't travel. And with interest rates as low as they are, and still like one lender a couple weeks ago was like, 
rates are spiking. And I'm like, to 3.125, girlfriend, please. Like, they're not spiking anywhere, you know? Like, did they go up a little bit? Sure. Should we be panicked yet? 1986, my parents had their first loan at 16.8%. Yeah, right. Hello. That's, that was awful. Yeah, I tell people all the time, if they stay below five, we're doing just fine. Right. We're <laughs> Let's golden. look at history here. But when you look at it, these rates are so low so people can afford more house. Right. They can afford bigger house. Yes. Yeah. The problem is inventory is so low, they put their house on the market, they don't really know where they're going. Right. So we're kind of in this weird conundrum where a ton of people want to buy and people are afraid to sell because where are they going? Right. But- we're great with planning and puzzles. And that is like one of our favorites. Well, I think you just teed up next week's episode, which we're going to be talking a little bit more about Absolutely. the buying process and mm-hmm. what to do if you're selling and, and, you know, buying in general, there's, there's a lot of little tips and tricks and obviously planning seems to be the resounding word. Absolutely. Yep, for sure. All right. Well, I think that uh, that wraps it up. Uh, Lindsay, thank you again for, for joining Cody and I today. Um, if anyone has a question or wants to learn more, what's the best way they can get the support they need? You can reach out to us on our website. All of our contact information is there. It's bhhstouchdownhp.com or find us on our community on Facebook at bhhstd home pros. We would love to talk to you and stay in touch. Excellent. And Cody, uh, thanks again for, for joining for the second episode. Um, if anyone has questions, wants to learn more, what's the best way they can get the support they need from you? Uh, best way to find the local contact would be to go to our website, which is mybank.com. Um, and you can either look for the, the closest branch or you can pull up any one of the mortgage loan originators on that site and find our direct contact information. Excellent. All right. Thank you both again. That brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also leave feedback, ask questions or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. Do I have enough money to retire? Is my family protected if something happens to me? Is my plan getting me where I'm going? Are you ready if I want to be a doctor? When it comes to money, we all have questions. That's why First United Wealth Management has a team of experts ready to listen and provide solutions. First United Wealth Management. First United, my bank for life. Member FDIC. This recording is for informational purposes only. Any references in this recording to any person, organization, product, or service does not constitute or imply the endorsement, recommendation, or affiliation with First United Bank and Trust. First United is not responsible for your use of the information mentioned within this podcast. Please consult legal or tax professionals for counsel as needed.